0: Hello, welcome to the Pretty Pixels podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Tab London.
1: And I'm your other host, Joey Cronwell.
0: How is it going, sir?
1: It's going pretty well, I think. It's been a very busy few weeks, it feels like, but mm-hmm. the same for you. You're still in the process of buying oh. a house and moving and everything, so I imagine it's pretty busy on your end, but how are you doing?
0: I'm doing all right. It's right. Uh, it's been hot and, and humid in Michigan. I know I shouldn't complain too much, but, man, when you're packing and you're just, like, loading up the car a couple times <laughs> <laughs> and then cleaning and shit, like, whew, it catches up to you at the end of the day. But the uh, the upside to that is uh, I've been sleeping very well recently. <laughs>
1: yeah I imagine it's amazing what
0: exhaustion will do to a person
1: <laughs> yeah i mean moving at any time of the year is exhausting but moving in the mm-hmm. summer is just like you said just a couple of trips out to a car or truck with some boxes really really will do you um we have had a little bit more time for games recently i think and there's been a lot of gaming yeah. news so i feel like we have a lot to talk about this particular episode um so let's start with something a little bit easier because we have some some little bit more serious stuff to get to. Of yeah. course, this has been a big week for bad news in gaming. Um, but the Tokyo Olympics opened with a ton of video game music. You watched it, right? I didn't get a chance to...
0: I only saw like 10 minutes of it. Okay.
1: Yeah. And apparently there was more than 10 minutes, which was like really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I was reading that they had music from Final Fantasy, Dragon Quest, Chrono Trigger, sonic the hedgehog ace combat soul caliber like stuff that oh shit. <laughs> the average person wouldn't recognize if i played someone the average you know it, it, the average person on the street the kind of person who would probably watch the olympics if you played them the mario theme they would know it if you played them something like zelda they'd probably be like oh that sounds familiar and you know it may be even final fantasy but that's even still a little bit but like in japan these are all like pretty well known. They have concert music, uh, video game music concerts all the time over there. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they had these deep cuts like Ace Combat and Soul Calibur was in Chrono Trigger. I was I was just I mean, of course, Chrono Trigger is known for having m- amazing music. But again, if I played the average you know, person in the United States watching the Olympics a track from Chrono Trigger, most of them probably wouldn't know it. So i was so happy to read that i thought that was really that was really cool but what watching it what was your reaction like were what was it like what was the response from the crowd or anything
0: there were no people present oh that's for right the, f- at least the part that i saw yeah. Right, yeah on social media people were like what the fuck is this This is boring which really? i thought was a little rude because like you're kind of commenting on like a culture's interpretation of certain themes and stuff yeah and you'd be like this is stupid like check yourself
1: <laughs> yeah um. you mentioned at the winter olympics a couple years ago two or three years ago that they played video game music as well i think to me and i was like oh wow because then we had talked about waiting to see if they did it again for the summer olympics mm-hmm. and i was like yeah i'm definitely gonna be mentioning that in my in my dissertation because like you said it's and part of my argument is that video games are a huge part of Japanese culture that we don't really consider. When people think of Japanese culture, I think we are starting to think of video games. But we think of anime and manga and sushi and kimonos. I think and... it depends on who you ask. To. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's very true. Um, but yeah, video games are such a huge part of their culture. So, like you said, for them, for people to be like, oh, that's bo- this is boring. Like that like imagine that you know imagine them doing something like a tea ceremony on on camera and people being like oh it's boring it's like yeah maybe it's not interesting to you but it's a important part of their culture so
0: right well in uh, to be fair the i think i was watching like within like the first 10 or 15 minutes or so of it um and it was mostly like this sort of uh i guess interpretive sort of dance thing of like athletes and how they were like working apart because of the pandemic but that like in spirit they were all kind of together that kind of thing um i didn't really pick up on the music but some of those games that you were mentioning i don't know that i would recognize the music like to say chrono trigger um but i think it's cool that they uh Included a lot of um, kind of video game nods throughout the ceremony.
1: Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. Another thing about the Olympics that I thought was exciting, I sent you a tweet. Someone posted a picture of the Russian sharpshooter. Yeah. Um, let me see. I have her name here if I can pronounce it correctly. Um, Vitalina Batsarashkina. Batsarashkina, I think, something like that. Vitalina Batsarashkina. Um, and she was. I mean, she looked like an a Japanese anime protagonist or a video game protagonist. She had this, like, stance with, like, one hand in her pocket. She looks very casual but very focused. And she has a Witcher medallion hanging out of her pocket. So, that I looked her up, and she's a huge gamer and, yep. like, a huge anime fan and stuff. That's And she won gold. That's That's yeah. cool. That's one of the things I do like about the Olympics. I don't generally watch, but, like... I like that in some cases we end up cheering on people for who they are and not necessarily where they're from. Um, I understand a lot of people watch to cheer on like your home country or whatever, but sometimes these athletes just have incredible stories and seem like really interesting, cool people beyond their you know identity of nation so
0: exactly that's how i've always been as well like i find myself gravitating towards like interesting personalities and different like backstories and stuff like that and at the end of the day like you're regardless of which um sport you're watching you're you're getting to witness what these amazing athletes that have put so much of their time and effort and just passion into and like that that's incredible
1: yeah yeah there's definitely a a human draw i think to the olympics that goes beyond like we're talking about like countries winning medals a lot of times that ends up being what it boils down to but watching because i have such respect for like athletes anyone who's really good at what they do and has put like you said all this time and dedication into it there's just something that's always super impressive about that um Another bit of news before we get to the big old heavy one is uh, EA announced Dead Space, uh, mm-hmm. a remake for Dead Space, the, the horror survival horror game, um, with a brief teaser at the recent EA Play. Have you played any of the Dead Space games or have any I interest? Have Neither have I. I,
0: I am interested. Um, I didn't look at the teaser, though. I should have done that before we started recording today
1: i should have too but (laughs) i didn't perfect i i meant to because i have two of the dead space games that i bought because they were it was that it's that whole thing like people kept saying like well if you like resident evil you'll love dead space like they're very similar in some key ways so uh i they sounded very cool i played i think the demo of one of them on the xbox 360 and it seemed cool and so it was one of those things where it's like i'll get around to it kind of thing, but um so I do think it's cool that they're remaking it because now I can play the original and you know. Yeah. Cause apparently they're next gen exclusive. So they're not gonna be they're gonna take advantage of the new hardware to do some really cool stuff in the game. So Oh that's cool. Yeah I think that's really cool. Um all right let's let's just do it let's rip the band-aid off. So yeah. uh um Bloomberg reports uh on a new lawsuit the state of California suing Activision Blizzard for a toxic harmful culture mostly targeted at women um that has the suit alleges in one former employee uh has resulted in one former employee committing suicide but the details of it i mean we're not going to go through all of it but they talk about obviously there being um abusive uh managers um taking advantage of women Mm-hmm. and doing things like what it was one of them called like a cube crawl, where they sort of yeah. crawl through or over these different cubicles where people are trying to work and um, having a frat boy culture and things like that. Uh, since then, there's been a lot of activity on social media. I've seen a lot of people who used to work for Black uh, Black Division. Wow, that's a that's a different company. <laughs> uh, mixing the words together, Activision or Blizzard. That's a, That sounds like a cool name, though, Black Division. Anyways, yeah. Um, and a lot of former employees of these companies coming out and saying, yes, I witnessed that, um, you know, I I didn't feel like I could do anything or uh, I felt like if I did say something, or in one case I saw someone say they did say something and then they were basically kind of pushed out of the company,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, which doesn't sound surprising whatsoever. But nope. since then, um, Blizzard employees over, let me see, I had to pull up the article because this has been updated. Originally it was reported that 800 Blizzard employees had signed a letter um, but now it's more than2,000 um, okay. calling the company's responses because there's been several mm-hmm. uh, abhorrent and insulting and the company's responses initially there was a I don't have the name up here I I didn't get a bunch of notes because this is a very this is very new this is very all happening in real time but one of the Activision spokespeople came out and said basically, Um, They condemned the report and the lawsuit and said, you know, it's untrue. It's all based on old, outdated information, which much of it was, you know, fabricated. Um, And then a couple of the top people like Bobby Kotick and a, a couple of other high level executives um gave very brief comments which the kind you would expect of like oh i'm very disturbed to hear this and i'm very upset and we'll do better and that kind of thing yeah um and so since then to just today um blizzard employee i think blizzard or maybe activision blizzard um both of them the employees have said they're going to do a walkout tomorrow so we're recording this on tuesday the 27th tomorrow they're planning a mass walkout to protest the response because they don't think that it's enough um so that's, again, it's, it's by the time I post this, I'm going to try to edit it and have it up by tonight. But even by tonight, there might be a, a new mm-hmm. advancement. But it's an ongoing discussion. I'm glad that people haven't stopped talking about it. But right. um, we did think it was important to, to cover it here. So what are your Absolutely. thoughts on this?
0: Yeah. So I've thought a lot about this. And here's what I want to say about it. It has become increasingly difficult to have hope. Hope for the future of video games, hope for the future of gaming culture, and hope for the the future of an industry that is driven by these giant companies who care more about dollar signs than the Uh, safety success and well-being of individuals and these kinds of reports and stories that we're talking about today they seem to crop up every few months now Mm -hmm. you know at least Um, and each time there is this outrage and this anger and this pushback and there's people who are making these calls for um, accountability and personal responsibility and you basically have two camps those that agree and then those that shrug everything off because one, they think women are liars, and two, they have this attitude of, well, don't attack my video games and the companies that make them. Now, I study aggression and harassment on the internet. And one of the more frustrating aspects of studying online aggression that, that I have struggled with um, really for years now since, you know, starting my dissertation in, in 2017, is that I don't feel like my work has enough impact. Right. Um, and I feel that way about these instances of workplace harassment and workplace violence. And, and I know some might say violence, tab, isn't violence too strong of a word? Violence is a strong word and I don't use it lightly but we're talking about situations in which women and others are being pressured and threatened and abused and where people are being sexualized and assaulted and where in one instance a person committed suicide. Right. And all of this and I all of this is due to a toxic work environment and culture where men specifically are encouraged to act like like animals Mm -hmm. and to disregard the boundaries and the dignities and the well-being of other people and these are systemic problems these are problems that are fostered and grown intentionally if there were no i guess quote-unquote benefits to a toxic work environment these problems wouldn't be as widespread as they are, yeah. but men are benefiting. And I think quite often it's white men who are benefiting. Um, the disgusting people who are in charge of these companies are benefiting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wonder, like, when are we going to see a change? You know, And I, I don't want to... I don't want anyone to come at me with like, uh, oh, well, if more women entered into the industry, things would get better, or or the flip of that, which is like, well, if you don't like it, you should just leave, right? If you can't take the heat, you should just go. That's the same kind of rhetoric that has been floating around the internet for decades now. I think it's old and it's tired, and it's really gotten us nowhere because um, not enough people are invested in addressing the the power structures that contribute to and encourage the level of toxicity that we're seeing in, in the industry. Um, you can't just put good people into a bad situation and expect that things will magically turn around. Um, you have to directly address the the issues and the individuals who are problematic. Uh, you know, we you can't fix the bad apple, right? right. Um, you cannot fix rot. It has to be completely removed. Um, and, and, despite saying all of that, you know, I, it's not like I'm giving up on video games or I'm giving up on the industry. I do have some hope, but the discourse I think is weighing on me a bit. And it does, it does sadden me that more people don't seem to care. Um, and I mean that like in general, not just in video game, uh, not just in video games or the culture, or, uh, if we're talking about like workplace culture, but just like in the world in general, I think it's a little bit depressing, but I do think that we still have an obligation to call the shit out even on our, our little podcast. Um, so those are my thoughts and I don't know that I currently have much more that I want to say about it, but I'm just, I'm just tired.
1: So you mentioned, like, we do have a responsibility to call it out on our little podcast, and I think you're right, because I listen to a lot of gaming podcasts, and a lot of them aren't talking about it, because mm-hmm. they want to be fun, and they're like, this is where people come to to listen to people talking about games and have fun and stuff like that, and it's true, and I understand that position, however, especially when mm-hmm. something as serious and dr- dramatic as this comes out, you, at the very least, you should be giving one of those kind of blanket kind of pre-written scripts of we don't you know support that kind of behavior and we strive That's to
0: bare fucking bare
1: man. minimum even then I get a little bit annoyed where I'm like yeah. ah, I can tell like you're just coloring you're checking a box but um but exactly like you said it's a cultural thing and so the only way we can change culture is like with unified voices this is not an easy problem to solve so I totally agree with you about you can't just like you know, throw some like, oh, hire more women or, you know, hire more diverse people. I think that's a good start. I think that's a part of the solution. But there is no one solution because you can also say, well, get rid of the abusers. But guess what? They're going to be hired back into the same culture. Like right. the the culture has to change and it goes beyond the video game industry. And that's part of what makes it so hard is the culture is not just video game tech culture. It's broader tech culture. It's corporate culture. It's American culture, like all these different cultures are intersecting. Women are, are treated to this kind of um, harassment and abuse in other industries as well because of the way that women are treated in America. So Absolutely. it's not something that like is easy to fix. But again, I think I totally agree with you that it's like we have to talk about it. And that's where the hope lies is seeing that people seem to really be taking this seriously this time. Because in the past, like you said, Ubisoft has been called out and, um, oh, God, what's the uh, the people who make the Saints Row games? THQ Nordic has been called out. Okay. Um, all these other companies have been called out and they give a, an apology. They give a, you know, here's what we've done. Here's what we're going to do. And then people are like, ah, that's good. And we stop talking about it. And then a year later, people are like, "It's still going on," and they're like, "Oh no, no, no! Look at all the stuff we've done." And people are like, "Yeah, but it's still going on," and so it's easy to lose hope and be like, "Well, I guess things aren't going to change." Um, and I think one of the things I was thinking about recently was that whole idea of like voting with your dollars, because every time this something like this happens, people get really frustrated and they take to social media and they ask, they ultimately ask the question like, "Well, what can I do?" Because I'm angry. I want to help. I want to I'm not at the company so I can't make any like real change, but like what can I do? And it always comes down to voting with your dollars. I don't really feel like that's effective anymore. You know what I mean? I think on like as a personal choice, I think that you can make that choice and especially if it makes you feel like you're doing something to contribute. But point to a time where that's actually done anything, you know? So many people who buy these games, Activision Blizzard games in particular, have no idea about this podcast, any podcast, they don't, you know, seek out... They
0: don't care to either.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. They don't seek that stuff out. And so these companies are going to continue to make money. Um, I can't think of a good example of where people, you know, boycotting or like... I mean, in the video game world anyway, um, that it's actually done any good. And it reminds me of... I was just thinking of this this morning. It reminds me of the whole thing with climate change where companies insidiously convinced us that it's our fault that Mm -hmm. because we're not recycling because we didn't throw that glass bottle in the recycling bin other you know rather than the trash or whatever that we're the cause on an individual there's individual responsibility um and not the systemic issues or these big corporations and so while they're
0: dumping tons in the in the ocean that we can't even touch
1: right exactly yeah and so I, i feel like it's the same thing with these corporations like Again, if it's if it makes you feel better, it makes you feel in some way empowered and like you're making a change, then absolutely mm-hmm. boycott the company, don't buy any more Activision Blizzard products, but that's that doesn't seem to be effective. It has to be a cultural right. change. We have to be having these conversations like you said.
0: I would need to think about this some more and talk to some people, but my inclination is instead of insisting that you vote like with your dollar, be willing to have conversations. Yes. Yeah. because we need awareness we need some critical thought and we need people to verbally say like i oppose this thing right. i this behavior is disgusting like call it the fuck out i think if more people were willing to engage that that would make a difference um you know when you think about what is the it's been a, it's been a little while since i looked at this but um pew put out like a report on twitter and it's only like 20% of Americans that say they're on Twitter. So you're getting that same 20% having the same conversations over and over again. But like, what about the other 80%? Like, right. we need to be having conversations. Yeah. We need to talk about this. And like I said, call it out um, and, and call it for what it is. Like, I'm seeing a lot of people being like, oh, it's just frat boy culture. No, these are adults. This is fostered. This is intentional.
1: And that's that. I mean, I don't mean to always go back to political flashpoints in the last five years, but mm-hmm. it reminds me a lot of the the locker room talk incident, right? Um, where a certain political candidate was uh, caught speaking incredibly vilely. Is that a word? Vilely? Can you say vilely? Yeah. Um, that. villainously. <laughs> that's a little too dramatic, but um, just being really toxic and um just really shitty and sexist and the excuse that so many people gave was it's just locker it's just locker room talk it's just what it's just boys that's how boys talk and it's like that's that part of that cultural thing that i'm talking about where it's Mm -hmm. like it goes well beyond the video game industry it's a cultural problem in america in the western you know western world the the hope that i'm getting you know to end on a hopeful note as you did is with this walkout so I saw the letter yesterday that that at that point in time, 800 people had signed and now it's up to 2,000. And I was like, you know, I guess, I guess, that's nice, but like that still doesn't mean anything. I do appreciate the courage that it takes to sign something like that. Cause you're putting your name to a document that's public mm-hmm. and there might be repercussions, unfortunately for that, because someone in your chain of command at that company might be one of those toxic people. Because again, it's, this is not a, a few people. This is not a few bad apples. This is a culture. That's what the lawsuit's, lawsuit's alleging a culture of toxicity and harassment and abuse. Um, so I do appreciate the, the, the courage that it takes to sign that. But I think back to that Palestinian aid controversy that we talked about just yeah. weeks ago, where there was a letter from Game Informer. Uh, no, sorry, not Game Informer. Former. Um, was it IGN? I think it was IGN came out and said, you know, all of our um, staff signed this letter. And what did that do? You know what I mean? Did it make any real change? It feels like in that particular case, it was sort of swept under the rug, as these things often are. So you make a stand, you take this courageous thing and sign this letter. And does it do anything? I don't know. I haven't seen instances where it does. So I feel like them walking out is is another step. They didn't just give up. They didn't just sign the letter and say, okay, I did my part. They're so incensed by the lack of response or the sh- the just shitty response from these Activision Blizzard higher ups where they're very obviously just doing this the typical oh we hear you and, oh we're disgusted too all that kind of thing and they're like no like they they have a lot of power if they can organize like they are and walk out and you know better yet get into a union that would be amazing Um, they can actually make real change because if they do end up walking out, which again, the capitalist machine probably wouldn't allow that because a lot of them need that money. um, That would be huge. So the, the fact that they're willing to not just sign the letter, but actually walk out and demonstrate gives me hope because I feel like people aren't, people are getting to the point where they're recognizing the cycle and they're like, no, we need to break it. We're not just gonna, you know, post on Twitter and sign the letter and, and kind of you know shake our head and say maybe next time or maybe it'll get better like we'll trust them to fix it i really feel like people are are aware of that cycle and are trying to break it so um that's where i do have some some hope
0: yeah we'll uh we'll have to see what the uh the rest of the week brings
1: yeah definitely um all right well that wasn't as, as much of a bummer. I feel like <laughs> we both tried to end in like this optimistic, hopeful kind of way. So, but it, it it really is shitty. I don't mean to to make light of it. It's it's just a it's a shitty, terrible situation. Yes. and I think we're both hoping that things actually change. So. Um, let's talk about what we've been playing last week. Yeah. We were both like, Oh, we don't have a lot of time for games, but I think we both played some, some stuff mm-hmm. this week. What have you been, what have you been up to?
0: So I have been dabbling, uh, in some indies. Ooh. Uh, I haven't played any of them for very long but just enough to kind of have a sense of like do i want to keep playing or not right so the first one is a game called uh mind scanners Mm. and this is an indie game that released i think it was may of this year and essentially you take on the role of a mind scanner so you are tasked with diagnosing and treating citizens of the structure And it's one of those games where you have to either like fulfill the expectations of the government, which is the structure or you aid the resistance efforts. Hmm. Um, And so you're presented with like these profiles and you select like these people and you have to do, you have to like diagnose them um, and decide if they're sane or insane. Uh, And then you have to like treat them, but you're also given these like messages from the resistance that's like, no, don't do it. Like you, you know, the structure is is evil. Hmm. Um, like I said, I only played a little bit of it. Uh, what I did play, I wasn't really connecting with, but I think that's just, that's just me. Um, I wasn't sure in part if I was making like the right decisions and I wasn't really sure how to exactly aid the resistance. Again, might've just been me, but I kind of felt like I was a little bit lost <laughs> playing yeah. it, um, but it is an interesting concept. Uh the second game is called Our Life Uh Beginnings and Always. Hmm. And this game we talked about very briefly a while ago. Um, it released in I think it was November of 2020, and it's a customizable uh visual novel. And so you start out as a child and you're growing up in this like beach community where another kid has just like moved in and he, you know, was kind of set up as the love interest. Um I think I put in like an hour into it. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to putting more time into this one. Uh, from what I've seen so far, it's pretty well written. I like the art style and it just seems like a nice visual novel to kind of sink into and relax. And the other thing that I like about it is with the various scenes, um, the game seems to be putting a focus on like the, the smaller moments or the more subtle moments in life. And I think that that's uh, pretty appealing
1: you said it's customizable remind me can you choose your character like can or is it gender specific
0: you can um choose like gender and appearance and name and stuff like that and then um i haven't gone like down the rabbit hole just yet but there's like different dlc packs that i think add different scenes per chapter so it gives you like more of the like social stuff to do oh that's cool that's kind of cool yeah yeah and then i have one more game real quick (laughs) call of the sea i'm really excited about this one so i just started playing it today it was developed by i think it was out of out of the blue and it came out last year and this game is a mystery set in the 1930s You play as this woman um named nora and she has this like mysterious sort of skin affliction Um, and she is in search of her husband who like months earlier went off to try and find a cure for her disease. And he went to this Island in the Pacific. I don't really know why it was like this specific Island that he went to, but so you arrive on the Island and you're like by yourself. And I mean, it's a tropical Island setting. So, you know, I love that. Um, the music is great. Visually. It's pretty appealing. Um, and it's, it's a puzzle game. And typically, hmm. I don't like puzzle games, but I'm definitely intrigued by uh, what's been set up so far. And just like I said, the environment and the writing and the music.
1: What kind of graphical style is that one?
0: It kind of reminds me, it's not quite this, but it kind of reminds me of Sea of Thieves.
1: Okay, a little bit Maybe, cartoony, but like... Yeah, a
0: little bit cartoony, but like D D colors. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I've heard of that one, and it sounds really intriguing, um, and you you mentioned it to me, I think, earlier today, and you said, I don't want to say too much about, like, the premise or whatever, and I can see why, because I feels like that is the type of game where you just need to go through it, because on the surface it seems simple, but it's actually kind of mysterious, and a lot of stuff, um, you know, is revealed, so yeah, that definitely sounds... Where, where are you getting these games? What platforms? Steam. Oh, okay cool
0: mm-hmm. i was uh Mind scanners and call of the sea were on sale two days ago and so i bought them both cool. at the same
1: time i sent you a joke message at one point saying that we i should also get a steam deck and we should go to a haunted house or something and play phasmophobia because that, funny would be... <laughs> that you should mention
0: that because <laughs> wait till we get to the feature
1: <laughs> oh oh that's interesting. Oh shit. Okay. Spoiler alert. Now I now mm. I think I know one of your answers, but um which by the way, we didn't say what our feature was. No, like, it's we a didn't. Little, little too late for that, I guess. But we're talking about desert island games. So we're almost there, so I guess I won't really say much more about it. But um I've been playing a lot because the games that I've been playing on my own, I finished Doki Doki Literature Club, I got the Platinum Trophy for that. I love it. The only the final thing I'll say about it, because I don't wanna again, I don't want to spoil anything about it so if you haven't played it once again i'll say it i think this is probably the 27th time i've said it on the podcast but it's free (laughs) it's free on steam and if you look at it and say that doesn't seem like a game for me give it a try because it's legitimately not what you expect probably unless you've heard about it already Mm -hmm. um so that's all i'll say if you haven't played it uh check it out it's free on steam if you want to buy it it's only 15 dollars for download or, or physical purchase so it's on all the latest consoles I got it for PS5 um, it's it's beautiful but the only thing I'll add with no spoilers is that the extra content so all the extra side stories that they give I think they were sort of like undersold in the marketing it was like oh these extra scenarios between the characters and it's not just that it's like a full backstory like an origin story yeah. for the literature club yeah it's, it's very in depth and it really like makes it kind of completes this world and the story. So I thought it was um, just excellent. And I had a lot of fun getting the Platinum Trophy. I kind of sad that, you know, that's one of those games where it's like, I'm not I'm not going to play it again. But I'm leaving it on my hard drive.
0: But you might. Come on. M- maybe.
1: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and that's probably why I'm going to leave it on because I'm I would have said I wasn't going to play Persona 5. But that's another thing I started playing. It was just last night. I started playing Persona 5 Royal again. And like this is one of those things where it's like I've played Persona 5 3 times and I played Persona 5 Royal once and I've got the platinum trophy so I don't need to play it. I'm not getting much out of it other than just enjoyment, but that's that's I'm in that kind of mood this year. And so I'm I'm playing it again. I'm already loving it again. I'm going to romance Makoto this time. I'm I always felt bad that I never romanced her, so give her a shot. Uh, See how that goes, but yeah, so I'm having fun with that. Other than that, um, Ron, who's been on the podcast and will be again, uh, and our friend Gary came over and uh, stayed with me for the weekend for the first time in probably like two plus years, and we played a ton of games. We played like Lethal League, Rocket League, we played a lot of um, Overcooked, Gang Beasts, um, and then we played a lot of Halo one or halo three multiplayer and then ron and i played through part of the first opening area of halo one co-op um and that was just a lot of fun like number one it was weird to play again anytime i play an old shooter i remember remember them handling very different you know what i mean i remember Mm -hmm. them with like modern shooter controls (laughs) so i had to get used to just some of the weird things like the left trigger being throw grenade like what is that about and not like aim down sights or anything um and so it was it was a little weird to get used to, but once I did, it's just such a simple fun shooter. So we played a ton of that. Um, I was you know ha- I feel like I have to get back into the habit because like when I watch people play shooters now because I haven't played a lot of them recently, I see them doing these very specific types of techniques where a lot of it's about using cover, peeking out, things like that. Um, I need to get into that habit. Otherwise, if I play Halo Infinite online, I'm going to be because my I'm using old school, like, you know, confront the person and do strafing and like dodge, like that kind of stuff and not using cover all that much. So I need to get get on that. (laughs) Although I have to wonder if Halo Infinite is going to use those kinds of mechanics or if it really is going to lean into the old school, like just Hmm. run and gun kind of kind of thing. Um but that that was a lot of fun. I One of the things I was so impressed at, and this is one of those things that, like, Microsoft adds these features that just really show how competent they are with dealing with the hardware that they develop, um, was, like, when, when Ron and I were playing the co-op of the story of Halo 1, it's remastered, and at any point in time, you can click in—I think it's clicking in the left stick— and it will automatically change the entire game to the original graphics, that like is instantaneously. Cool. Like Ron kept doing it, And I was like, "Stop!" It's like <laughs> I feel like this is too much. Like it keeps shifting, but you can do it on. The, it just immediately changes. Nothing else changes. The design of the level, everything is the same, but the graphics immediately revert back to the That's very kind basic. Of it is like it's so. And with Halo Three, they had they were the first to have like you can record every match that you play. And you can go back in there and move the camera around. You can focus on different players. You can take screenshots and videos and add effects and stuff. They, they're like the, I can't, I don't even know what to call it really. But the way that they allow you to work within these game worlds and record things. And again, change the graphics on the fly. It's small and not everyone will even check it out or appreciate it. But I was super impressed with that. And it just made me extra hyped for um, Halo Infinite. And the last thing is I don't, I didn't I'm not playing this yet, but I got the Zelda Joy-Cons, the Zelda um what is it called? Skyward Sword, say so, mm-hmm. yeah, like why it it sounds so awkward. The Skyward Sword <laughs> Joy-Cons. I saw them when they were announced and I was so excited. I was like, god, they're beautiful. I think I sent you like a picture of my TV cuz I think we were watching yep. whatever it was like a Nintendo Direct and I was like, these are gorgeous and then I looked online and everyone was like, these are gorgeous and I was like, fuck <laughs> cuz like I'm not I, so I didn't get a pre-order. They sold out too fast. And then when they were nearing release over the summer, I was like, I probably don't have the money. Um, and then I came, came into a little bit of money through our school. We got some relief funds. And I was like, I guess if I see it in the wild, you know, but I'm going to have to just accept that I'm not going to get them because they're sold out everywhere online. And then when Ron and Gary came up, we went to Meyer And I was like, let me just stop by the electronic session, section. And guess what? Boom. They were right there. I was like come over and unlock these Give them give them beautiful pretty joy cons so i'm so excited to have those and to not touch them for six months until the next switch game that i play (laughs) um i'm just kidding i'm you know i still have mario golf to get into
0: speaking of pretty things though real quick yeah i didn't realize that the ps vita came in colors
1: oh you can get one now
0: I'm going to buy one yeah. once I'm well settled and have a couple paychecks under the belt. Yeah. But I'm really torn between the orange one and that um, bright blue. It looks really sweet.
1: There, Yeah, there are definitely some pretty ones. I think there was a white one, too, that was really pretty.
0: There's a white and a glacier white.
1: Oh, I think the glacier white is the one I'm thinking of. Um, Did you see
0: the black and pink?
1: I didn't see that one. Damn. Oh. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll have to get another one, too. I bought mine used. So... And at this point, they're not producing them anymore. So you'd probably have to get them used. But um, yeah, I was thinking, so it might seem contradictory to our conversation yesterday because I had such a bitch of a time getting screenshots <laughs> off my PlayStation Vita. I wondered
0: if this was going to come up.
1: <laughs> I It wasn't going to. I was like, let's just get into the feature. But we're talking about the Vita now. I feel like I have to. Go for it. I So for my dissertation, I'm studying um, Japanese games. And the two things I'm focusing on are the more recent, uh, quote unquote, modern Persona games. So Persona 3 through 5 and Death Stranding and so to build my body of um, data i'm analyzing screenshots essentially encoding screenshots and so i took a bunch of screenshots of persona 4 on my vita and then persona 5 all those games on my ps4 and ps5 and persona 3 no screenshot function so i literally had to take a picture of my tv but um with persona 4 they were on my vita and so i've coded all the other screenshots i'm virtually done. I just need to code Persona 4. And I was looking everywhere for them and I'm like, oh, they're still on the Vita. So I have to get them off my, my Vita. And I was like, I'll just plug them into my computer. Nope. You can't just plug them into your computer. You have to have the special software. Try to download the special software. Oh, you need a special security patch for an outdated version of uh SQL or not not SQL, um Visual or something, you know, C mm-hmm. or something. And I'm like, ugh And guess what? I download it. It doesn't work. And so I'm not going to go through all of it. It took me hours to get them off. And so the whole time I'm sending you these videos, like (laughs) complaining and being like, it's so annoying. I can't just take them off. I can't email them to myself because Gmail and Hotmail are like, nope, we won't work on this unsecure system. I can't use the Messenger app because they just shut that down last month. It was just super frustrating. So, But in the end, I was like, the Vita is still a great system. Part all, most of these problems are because it's not supported anymore, right? Um, and it's and it's old, it's an old system, so I get it. I'm not blaming them, but man, the Vita I really missed out on it. I got it way late. Um, I was very lucky to get a, a, a PlayStation TV that you can play your Vita games on. Before that, also went away and is like ridiculously expensive, um, and I got that brand new. So. Um, I in a way I I sort of hope that Sony does another handheld like it. I don't think they will. They've said that they're not going to be in the handheld game, but maybe if the Steam Deck is successful, they'll rethink it cuz again, one of my favorite features was the remote play. I could take it with me and play my PS4 games on the go. That was or PS3 and PS4 games. So that was really cool. So the fact that you might get one, I don't know what you're going to play on it, but <laughs> I'm excited. I don't know,
0: but I I find myself more and more like okay i have too many hobbies but like video games are always going to be there for me i think yeah and so i like having options
1: well especially because you're going to this new place that seems to have a very pretty campus you live right next to campus like having games that you could like take with you and walk around campus Mm -hmm. and go like sit somewhere and just play like sounds super attractive So I used to spend more time on campus and the same thing I was I would like try to find excuses of like "Mm, walk around campus a little bit but
0: yeah I can remember bringing my switch into the office and yeah playing it during office hours because no students ever showed up but you know
1: (laughs) I saw such a cliche well not a cliche but like such like a dream moment that I thought was so awesome it was when the switch had first come out it was maybe like a month after it released maybe less and I was in the cafe in the basement of the library. So I'm on campus in this library cafe and I'm having conferences with students and I look over and there's two students with their switch set up playing with the joy cons. And it's like, they're using the stand and everything. It was like from a commercial. I was like, people are doing the thing. It's not, it's (laughs) not just like a commercial thing. So yeah, that was, I, I, like you said, I love having that option for portable games. I'm not a portable gamer, but having that option is, is really cool. And it, it,
0: can bring in those unexpected social moments, even if it's just someone saying, "I like your your case." Yeah, what games are you playing? Like that happened to me in the hallway once. I was just walking through. <laughs>
1: that's a that's an excellent point. Yeah, because like otherwise, it it you know, video games are this very private thing that you do at home, and unless you're doing it like online or socially, mm-hmm. or making it a part of your like public personas, like we do on our social media accounts, then it becomes this just very isolated, lonely kind of thing. So. Yeah, bringing games, playing them publicly, they can be conversation starters. So, okay. yay, portables. Um, okay, let's get to our feature. We are we're already forty two minutes in. We're just we're just zipping along. <laughs> so our, our feature this week is Desert Island Games. Um, when we first started the podcast, I wanted to do some like fun type of things, like games and things. Mm-hmm. And this was one of them that we brainstormed, and we kind of kept it, you know, just on the list, on the back burner. Um, but this week, you know, I brought it up and I think we were both surprised by how excited we were by the idea, because what we're going to do is we're not just going to do the standard. What are your desert island games? We have a few other scenarios, so we're going to set up the rules here. Number one, we're not going to be cheating. We're not doing like what games are going to help you escape the island. We're doing (laughs) pure desert island rules. So we're stranded on a strand, stranded.
0: Stranded on deep.
1: a desert island, <laughs> I've got no food. No, we're stranded on a desert island. We have food and water. There's a small house there that has solar power, so we have electricity. So all of our basic needs are taken right. care of. Um, so we're
0: bored, all right? We've been in paradise too long, and we're bored.
1: We're not only that. There's no <laughs> one around. We're yeah. we're alone, and we're stuck there forever, essentially. So. Which three games so we have a few different scenarios. We're gonna start with the basic one though. So which three games would we take with us to this desert island with no hope of of rescue um, and in this particular scenario, we have no internet mm-hmm. so we're not we, we can choose online games, well not exclusively online games, but we're not right. these are these are just single player games that we're looking at. Um, we can only pick one entry, so it can't be like a series or a collection. It can't be like the Mass Effect Legendary Edition, because that's that's three games. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be any system. So the game we pick, we automatically, magically have the system. The system is there for us. So, um, so let's talk about our three. Do we want to bounce back and forth? Do yeah, you let's want... do that. All right. Do you want to start? What's one of your... Okay, my designs? first
0: one should not be a surprise to anyone who knows me.
1: It's gonna. The Witcher I feel, three. Oh <laughs> shit! Okay, that was a little bit oh, of a surprise. Oh, because, you think? well, I'll I'll tell you what okay, I think because okay. I thought it was gonna be one of the ones that I think, but the Witcher yeah. three. That's a big, massive game. Big, massive game.
0: I I just love the atmosphere in that game. Like it just sucks me in. I I have returned to it multiple times. That's probably gonna continue throughout my life. Um, I can't wait till it's like. 2040 and they did like a remaster but i don't know <laughs> yeah um but no like i just i it's it's got a deep story it's well written i love the music like there there i definitely have some critiques but overall it's a game that i could revisit again and again um and i just i don't know i i love the world
1: yeah and it's so different from That tropical island setting that you're going to be seeing every day, which is beautiful, I love that setting. But at some point, it's gonna get, it's gonna be the norm. You're gonna get Mm -hmm. used to it, and so revisiting this very like dark, you know, European style like mountains and woods.
0: Right. And the way that I tend to play, I want to do the side quests, and I want to. It's like taking a a good book with you or something.
1: Yeah, and you can do, you can challenge yourself. You can say, I'm going to go through the entire game. Finally, get platinum. You yeah. no internet connection though, so no one's gonna know. We're oh, gonna be no. like, have oh, to. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you can challenge yourself. You can play in different ways. I think the same mm-hmm. goes for games like uh, Skyrim. Um, there's so many different ways to play it, so I think that is a great choice. And like I said, I like that it's different settings. Um, I'm gonna say we're gonna go ahead and include DLC, so you get two okay. excellent bits yeah. of DLC with that to extend your playtime. Um, I the reason I was surprised was because I thought you were going to say Stardew Valley which is on my list because that is a game that I can play. I've already played hundreds of hours of. It's on my list. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why when you were like no one's going to be surprised I was like it's going to be Stardew Valley because we've <laughs> talked about it so many times. And the thing about this list is like I don't know if you were doing this but for me I'm not just going off like my favorite games. I'm right. th- legitimately thinking about like if I'm stuck there What's going to give me the most entertainment, the The most ways that I can play this thing in different ways and try to get different outcomes and stuff? And Stardew Valley is that. There's so many different ways you can play it. After I played it the first time, I put like, I don't remember how many hours, tons of hours, just getting to year four. Um, and I was like, at the time, I played so much of it that I kind of felt done with it. And I was like, when you brought up the idea of playing it again, I was a little resistant because I'm like, well, I guess, but like, I don't really know what I'm going to do. And then we started playing and I'm like, there's so many different things you can do. It's not just I'm going to romance someone different or I'm going to focus more on fishing or whatever. There's just so many different ways you can play that. And there's so many different maps. You can play the mining map and focus on mining. You can play the fishing map and focus on fishing. Um, you can romance different people you can romance you know multiple people you can get divorces there's just you set up different farms like there's so much that you can do in that game that I feel like I would be able to either binge it and like these giant chunks or just play a little bit each day or use it to like fill time so I feel like that's a a really versatile game but you said it's on your list too
0: so it's on my list because of all that plus it's chill yeah it's so chill and relaxing and for me it brings up the nostalgia of like Harvest Moon um yeah it's just it's it's a wonderful game
1: yeah and I feel like it you know we talked about it before and I was talking about how it scratches like a particular itch in my head of like productivity and I feel like if I'm on this island I'm going to be doing stuff probably going to be doing stuff to like survive or make life better um but outside of that, there's going to be a ton of downtime, so I'm going to have that anxiety of like, am I not doing enough? You know.
0: Yeah, when I've been out in the sun for too long.
1: Yeah, you're delirious. <laughs> I'm going to sit in my hut and just <laughs> <laughs> <The> heat stroke. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Play in a way, um, but yeah. So so that's that's a great choice too. What's uh, what's another one of yours? I'm kind of okay. wondering if we're going to have the same one here too.
0: I went back and forth man but i was looking at the other categories and i was like "Eh, i'll save that game for one of the other
1: ones
0: (laughs) (laughs) so my third game is fallout 4
1: oh wow that's a surprise
0: but it's big there's a lot to do options um because originally i was like oh i gotta have like a far cry game right yeah but they're usually not as big there's not as like and just like options stuff um and i can still you know get the pew pew in in fallout 4 um there's you know companions romance um plus i love the the grittiness and the moodiness of the world um so yeah and i i feel like i would need big just big games in general um you know some could argue like oh stardew valley is not that big but like you said there's just there's so much to do um, and you can mix up your your different playthroughs and stuff. So that's why I went with Follow.
1: Yeah, you can play well beyond year three in Stardew Valley. <laughs> there are oh, people yeah. into like, you know, year over 30. 10 plus years. Yeah, um, That is an excellent choice. I think for the same reasons that The Witcher is, maybe even more so because you can customize your character and roll, quote unquote, roll different characters every time. So you can be like, I want to play it this way as like a purely kind of verbal persuasive character um and then the next playthrough, like nope i want to go melee i want to go like mm-hmm. aggressive i want to be kind of evil and so i think there's there's a Plus, lot in
0: the dlc i never got to the is it far harbor yeah and apparently that's pretty good
1: and there's so many outposts for you to save so yeah. you can just keep Preston. saving <laughs> well, <laughs> that well, that's might another get annoying thing, though. never mind oh god yeah you're like <laughs> Is there a feature regret. to turn, turn it off? Um, but yeah, the same thing. I mean, with the romance, again, there's plenty of partners for you to, to try to romance. You can be mad every time that you can't romance uh, Valentine. Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Aww. Every time. Maybe you're like, this time will be different. Maybe this time. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: um, what's your other game?
1: My other game, and I'm wondering if this is the one you saved for another category, is Red Dead Redemption 2 um kind of the kind of the same thing we're talking about with these big open worlds there's a lot to the story the story itself is pretty chunky um there's not a lot of f- not a lot of freedom in terms of how you approach the story i mean there is mission to mission well, yeah but like everyone's story is virtually the same but what you do in between those missions is vast there's so much that you can do and the reason i put it on this list where i don't have internet and not on the, the list where you want to play online is because there's a lot of stuff that you can't do in the online game, especially if you don't have the currency and stuff like that, um, that you can do in the single player. So for me, I would rather do the single player cause I can get to a point in the game before the final stretch where things start changing um, and just go explore the world and I can go right. camping and I can get a sense of like we were talking about with the Witcher of like, wouldn't it be nice if i could go camping on a plane and there'd be you know rain and all these different animals the animals are so incredibly rendered and everything so mm-hmm. um yeah for me red dead redemption 2 would be that kind of big expansive open world game
0: i think that's an excellent choice and i'm now regretting my decision. <laughs> um hmm. that question though question yeah so with the uh, not the next category but the online one when you said three games with online capability you're not just limited to the online capability right like you would still be able to play face red dead but it has the online yeah. component okay 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 yeah. all right i'm good oh, oh okay
1: i see um and so my last game because you t- you gave all three of your games right yeah. well you um, fucking stole starting, i stole right? star- yeah <laughs> um so my last game would be persona 5 I hesitated uh, with this course. one because there's not. It's not Did an you, open though? world. I, Did you? <laughs> not well. Okay, I just started it yesterday, so no. I love this game so much. It is. I have to redo my like. I have on my blog. I have like a top twenty five list, and I I think it's lower than it should be at this point. I haven't um, visited
0: my list in like years. So. I know.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I I recognized yesterday. I went and looked at it, and Doki Doki Literature Club is up there. But again, I think oh. I have to bump that higher. Um, but Persona Five is easily one of my favorite games of all time probably top three at this point and i mean think about it i've already spent hundreds of hours playing it it's a single player game it's not an open world game so the narrative is very linear and yet it's huge there's tons of stuff that you can do there's all this side content um and my first playthrough was probably close to 150 hours because i just really took my time i did a ton of stuff Uh, I played, as I mentioned already, I played through the base game three times. I played through the um, Persona 5 Royal uh, once, and now I'm playing through it again. So even without that Desert Island scenario, I'm spending hundreds of hours in this game, and I'm not required to. I'm not stuck with just this game. So if I were stuck with it, I think I would play through it a bunch of times, and I would romance everyone. Um, I would, you know, play through it in different... Again, there's not like a ton of ways that you can play through it differently, but... Um I definitely can see myself playing a ton of it and I think it would just be a nice pleasant reminder of you know times that came before my mm-hmm. you know being stuck on this island and knowing I'm going to die so <laughs> um but Persona 5 Royal I should wow. clarify not just Persona 5 Persona 5 Royal cuz it has right, a bunch right, of extra right. content so um so yeah that's my my last core game our next cool category is a series So, you can pick just one series. So, this is not added on to the three games that we've picked. Right. This is a different scenario. Instead of picking three games, we can just pick one individual series. Again, no internet. So, no online capabilities. Um, But again, every system. So, any system that you want, you get it for whatever you need. Um, But yeah, what's the one, one... You get every game in that series. So, every you know core game every side like offshoot game Mm -hmm. um what's Mm -hmm. the one series you would choose
0: this one's hard (laughs) because i'm stuck between two franchises but the one that i put officially on the list was far cry um because at the end of the day i really love open world games and i like first person shooters um and i've played more of like well i played almost all of the far cry games um so i think i would go with that especially since the franchise there's a moment in the franchise where it takes a turn and i would love to replay far cry 2 and 3 and 4 um
1: blood dragon know, man
0: yeah blood dragon yeah. Oh, i can't wait for mm, give, me, give me more primal Uh, um. (laughs) but it's there it's an option it's there it's an option even the shitty game that came out on the wii like i would try that i haven't played those the the early offshoot ones i haven't tried those yet what about
1: predator wasn't that one terrible yeah Mm -hmm. so there is there's a lot of offshoots for you to choose from
0: There, there are there are um but i i just i like that franchise i know i know it's ubisoft i know that these aren't like games that are like top tier but they're ridiculous fun and they're, they're a so distraction fun, yeah. and the the openness and going out and getting all the baseball cards or whatever collectible like i i, I always come back to them so far cry
1: yeah no i agree it, it mixes that same thing with like fallout and skyrim and these open world rpgs where sometimes just random stuff happens the game breaks and it's just ridiculous <laughs> it's so fun it's like why did that pickup truck fall out of the sky and, like, run over that deer? And then the guy got out and was, like, yelling at it. Like, all these weird, random things that happen. And they're not really supposed to, but it makes playing a game like that for hours entertaining because you the don't really sad
0: know. sad thing, though, is because you don't have internet, I can't be like, Joey, oh, my God, this honey badger just threw a dude off a cliff, you know? Yeah. So. yeah. But I'll have Wilson, so. Oh, that's <laughs>
1: You're gonna go. You're. We you won't have a volleyball. You'll just make one out of a coconut or something, coconut, and you'll yeah. purposely cut your hands like some ritualistic <laughs> oh, thing, god. And smack it. <laughs> well, son. Um, well, yeah. We didn't even get the reference. <laughs> um, I think that's a that's a really good choice because you have multiple big open world games. You know, not all of them are as big or expansive as the last few have been, but um, the last two in particular have been pretty huge um what about is young was it young blood what was it called the okay. offshoot with the two female protagonists or antagonists new dawn New Dawn. dawn. that's what it was yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um that one is using the map like a smaller version of the map from five so even offshoots like that have these like yeah. big big worlds
0: you know it's interesting you mentioned that because recently i've been thinking of two video games that i want to revisit and that's one of them
1: and you you did play through that one, right? Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was I thought it was really solid. Um my choice for this would be Dragon Quest. I, it yeah. almost feels like it's cheating because there's so many games and so many offshoots, but How many? I mean, there's 11 in the core series. Oh, um I wouldn't be able to play 10 that was online only, but oh. there have been there's 11 in the core series. And those, some of those have remakes and remasters. So oh, I would shit. get the original versions for like the NES, but then I would also get the the, the remakes on DS and 3DS. Um, and so I already know like F- Dragon Quest Eight and Dragon Quest XI are two of my favorite games of all time again. Not quite Persona 5 level, but I love both of them. And they're both huge, mm-hmm. giant RPGs. Um, and I've played a handful of the other main games, probably like half but there's half that I haven't played. They're all big, very traditional JRPGs. From, from what I have played, they all have the same kind of quality, the same kind of dedication. I mean, that's part of what is intrinsically a part of the series is like making every game the same experience that fans have come to love. So I can pretty much guarantee that I'm going to like all of the games. And there are the two Dragon Quest Builder games. There's like a Dragon Quest Slime game that's kind of like a puzzle game. Um, there's a bunch coming out that I won't have access to because they had, they're not out yet. But um, there's just all these like side que- these side games that would would I think be a lot of fun too. So I just think even just playing the core series from front to back would be just hours and hours and hours of of time because I don't remember I played like half of them, but I don't remember them. So I think it would be really fun to revisit them and you know even if it only took a week. Because you're going to be playing a lot of games, you know. Even if it only took a week to beat each one, that's, you know.
0: That's so much content. Yeah. That's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, there's there's a ton there, so.
0: Yeah, I think it's smart to pick, like, a beefier franchise. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because I was thinking of, you know, replayability. And Mm -hmm. in a case like this, the quantity, the quality is up there. Again, I think all the games are great, but the quantity is is just so attractive like these games aren't as flexible or malleable or like you know as like these open world like fallout and far cry um but there's so many of them they reach back for so many years and there's so many different types of experiences because it went from 2d to 3d and open world and all this stuff so and there's a lot of optional like really hard end game quests in them so that beefs it up so for me yeah, i think dragon quest is a it was it was tempting to say persona but there's a fraction of the that's what i games. thought you were gonna say i i thought about it because i love the offshoots too that that i played i love the dancing games i love the the mushu game but like i just looked at dragon quest and i was like because uh, persona i don't know what, if i would get that much enjoyment out of one and two i didn't when i tried them or tried the one um but dragon quest i feel like going all the way back to the beginning i would probably love them so
0: yeah, and initially I was like, "Oh, I should pick a franchise that I haven't played as many because then it's like new content, like Yakuza." Um, mm-hmm. But then I was like, what if I don't like the early games?" <laughs> yeah. So stick with stick with what I know.
1: So our next category, I feel like we should have we should have nailed down some of the specifics of this one because a- as after I wrote it, I started mm-hmm. thinking about it. I'm like, "Well, what do I mean by this?" So let me just read the category. It's one single console with every game available on that system. Again, no internet, but if the mm. game isn't like an online game, let's not an online game, but like a downloadable game only, a digital game, you would still get it. It would still be on the system. Okay. So I feel like I didn't clarify that. And the other thing is I didn't clarify anything like hardware, like, you know, disk drive space. So in right. it's impossible to have every digital game on... The consoles, But yeah, magically, like maybe you have okay. a stack of like external hard drives or something. So
0: that's how I was approaching it. Yeah. Okay.
1: So no internet still to play games, but you have backwards compatibility. You have mm. all digital games that have, you know, are available to be downloaded. You have those. Um, so yeah, so basically one system with every game available to it.
0: So this one is really hard because I'm very tempted to be like, well, just give me the PS5. There's so much.
1: Because you have PS4 and PS5. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I didn't choose that.
1: What did you choose?
0: I chose the SNES. What? Because if if I know, if I'm stuck on an island for the rest of my short life, because I probably can't stand it for too long. I, I want to try something that I haven't had the time or like the money to get into. And I, I sometimes feel a little weird, a little guilty that with like the retro stuff, I don't know shit or I feel like I don't know shit. So to have the time to dedicate to something like the SNES, you know, you have Harvest Moon, which I would love to revisit, um, Donkey Kong Country, Super Metroid, uh, Super Mario World, Yoshi's Island, A Link to the Past. Like, that would be so fun. The saddest part, again, would be I wouldn't be able to communicate with anyone about my adventures, but. Yeah.
1: And if I knew, if I, like, you know, you were in, on that island and I knew you were on the island and you had an SNES, part of me would be like, oh man, it's so sad. I'm never going to see them again. But I'd be like, but at least now they're going to play Chrono Trigger because you kind of right? have to yeah, at some trigger. point. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is interesting because part of me wants to say, why don't you pick a Wii then? Because the Wii had the virtual console, which had oh, a healthy true. number, but it was still only a tiny fraction of the SNES hmm. life. So, if you you either get the very expansive SNES catalog, or right. the very expansive but a lot of shovelware Wii catalog and yeah. some SNES games, but
0: I think I would I would go with the SNES. Yeah.
1: That's a, that's I'm very I'm very excited and happy to hear. I'm glad that
0: surprised you. <laughs> it
1: was yeah because I thought I was like I could see most people picking like a modern console like if you don't pick PS5, picking PS3 because PS3 if you get the fully yes. backwards compatible you get PlayStation One PlayStation Two, and PlayStation Three and PlayStation Vita because you can or PlayStation Portable and PlayStation Vita because you could download those uh, games. So that
0: sometimes would... I'm sad that I sold my PS3.
1: Yeah, it was it's it's I mine's broken, I think. So I'm I'm sad that I might be losing it as well. That's one of those that I probably will replace someday. Um, but I also didn't choose that one. I feel like that would be a great choice. That's probably my number two. Mm-hmm. I went what the Xbox Series X. The current library. You you know, look at that face. Sell out. <laughs> no, <I'm> just... <laughs> <laughs> that face. <laughs> I wish people could see um wow, your disgusted dude. face. I okay, so the Xbox Series X catalog in terms of current gen next gen games is very small but this is like the most backwards compatible um console i think in existence i mean if if you want to count ps3 but you know that's that stopped with ps4 so you you get every xbox game Every Xbox 360 game, every Xbox One game, the Xbox Series X games that are out there, and then Xbox arcade games, a lot of indie games that came out. Um, And so I feel like, again, sort of in terms of quantity over quality, you know, as I'm talking about it, I'm a little bit regretting that I didn't pick PS3 (laughs) because PS3 has far more... Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm actually... I'm going to change my uh, answer. uh, uh, I'm changing it. (laughs) I haven't fully... (laughs)
0: Cheating.
1: <laughs> okay, I I don't. know It's not cheating. You know I'm what's not on the island about yet. This everyone, what?
0: as he was like, here's the prompts. He's like, but don't cheat. But don't cheat. But don't cheat. And I'm like, what do you? Who do you think I am? I
1: said eventually that I did. I trusted you not to cheat because you're not that type of person. Eventually, but, but sometimes I'll hear people play these kind of games on podcast, and they're just always looking for like the the, the funny answer or like the cheating yeah. answer, where it's like, why well, pick stranded deep? Because it'll teach me how to leave the island or something. And it's like, oh come on. Um, but I, I, don't think changing your answer is cheating. Of
0: course, because you're the one doing it.
1: Because <laughs> I'm the one doing it. Um, well, I would have let right, you, whatever. I would have, I thought you might've changed it to the Wii when I said that. I would have let no. you change it, you know? Um, I am going to change it only because, okay, so I do think the the Xbox Series X is a great answer. I think if someone else said that, I would be like, that's smart because the catalog is just massive. I loved my Xbox 360. I played tons of games on it. It gives me all the Halo games, all the Gears of War games, that's true. Um, Civilization Revolution, tons of games that I love. Uh, however, my heart, I can't get away from Japanese RPGs, and PlayStation has those. And so if I got the PS3, I would get. I would get the Persona games, all of them. Um, And I would get most of the Final Fantasy games and Mm -hmm. a a number of Dragon Quest games, not too many, but some Dragon Quest games. Um, I would get... I don't remember if Chrono Trigger. I don't think they ever... Well, no, I think they did because it was on the PlayStation 1. Um, So I would get Chrono Trigger. Uh, Like, I would get a bunch of these games that were made available on a PlayStation console. So... I should have thought that one through more. Again, I was going for quantity over I that's what made me that's what triggered it. I was saying, I'm going for quantity over quality and then I thought quality equals JRPGs. God damn it, I can't give those up. So
0: quality equals JRPGs. <laughs> wow.
1: For me, for me, um because again, Persona 5 is not a game like Fallout where I would consider Fallout more of like a quantity because there's just so much freedom and flexibility. You can play the game a million ways. Whereas Persona 5, you can really only play the game, like, a couple of ways.
0: What do you consider Witcher 3?
1: I would say that's... Um,
0: can it be both?
1: I think it's... Yeah. I uh, Yeah. Again, I don't mean quality in terms of, like, it's a good game. I just mean that's sure. what gives me the most happiness. Mm-hmm. So, like, am I going to pick a game that gives me the most happiness or that's going to fill the most time? That's why I'm talking about quality versus quantity. So, Xbox Series X would fill the most time, give me the yeah. most games... But the PS3 backwards compatibility would give me the most intense joy. And then plus, am I really even... Either one of these, there's so many games. Am I really going to get through all of them in my lifetime? Probably not. So, Thomas island? Yeah. Dead okay, Island. Right. There's zombies now. And they, we have to <laughs> escape. What three games cheating. do you use as weapons? <laughs> um, okay, so that's a single console. Yes. Our next category is finally we finally got internet access Mm -hmm. so three online game or three games with online capability so we get like you said we get the single player um, but i imagine the multiplayer is going to be the big draw for us here so what games would we want that we could play by ourselves but also play with other people and the stipulation we have to throw out for this one is that number one people are on these games no matter what so if you pick an old game that's the servers are down people aren't playing it anymore magically the servers are back up and there are people populating the servers so okay. i want to make sure we can pick an old online game if we want to do that so if i wanted to pick like city of heroes one of the only mmos i played i could do that and and not suddenly try to boot it up and be like sorry no servers you know like if you want to pick an older game through all of this magic that we keep talking about there's people to play with at all times of the day kind of thing so okay yep um what's your first online capable game
0: well i'm gonna go a little bit against what you you said because mm-hmm. you were you said that the online component would be the main draw this is where i had red dead because i get to do everything by myself and then i can also be like joey go, come camp with me let's go fishing
1: yeah that's true that's a good <laughs> so one. it's
0: a virtual hangout space that can be chill or there can be action or exploring so that's why I chose that one.
1: And, yeah, it's the same sort of reasons that I was talking about, right? You get to be a cowboy. Huge, expansive world. There's snow. There's yeah. Cuba, right? There's like a fictional mm-hmm. Cuba there. You you All don't have open access to that. All uh, the animals. Fishing. I, fe- I
0: want to go back to that game so am <laughs> I'm, I'm keeping myself from doing it because, well, I'm, I'm freaking busy. Right. But also with um, the director's cut of Ghost of Tsushima coming up, I'm oh, like, okay, yeah. I know I'm going to play that. So... <laughs>
1: That's that's true. That's a good one. Um, similarly, I picked mm. Grand Theft Auto V because, uh, number one, big you know single-player story. But the online mode of that, guess what? You can do a private server. So I can play the online map by myself if I wanted to or you send you an invite. And the same sort of thing. There's just this big sandbox that we can go swimming. I like having the single-player option because I like the animals. And they always said that they were going to try yeah. to integrate the animals into the online servers. And they didn't. But I do want to go out and get eaten by a shark and all that kind of stuff. Um, but if you and I just want to fuck around and yeah. fly planes and try to, like, just show do the stupid yacht, stuff that you do, show <laughs> you my yacht that I never use, yeah, f- fly that big giant flying fortress that I bought that I never use, all that <laughs> kind of stuff.
0: You know what just occurred to me? What would be more sad than you sitting on a desert island and you're like, oh, I'm gonna play GTA with Tab today and you send me an invite and I'm like rejected. Yeah. Like, I don't wanna uh, play sorry. with you and you're like, ugh oh. I'm busy. I <laughs> oh, think shit. I'm gonna That's... take
1: a walk. It's beautiful outside it's on this. It's beautiful.
0: I'm gonna watch the sunset fall again. day. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, um, yeah, that would the that would be heartbreaking. <laughs> Uh, so what's your what's your second online game i'm curious if we're gonna have i feel like one of these we're gonna have to have an overlap but what's your No, i don't one? think
0: so at all at all nope because oh, my second shit. one is black desert online
1: definitely yeah not over i've never yeah. even played that game so big
0: what's... huge mmo high fantasy the combat is great there's so much to do like if you want to spend your hours taming horses do it you want to be a lumberjack do it like there's so much detail i haven't played it in years But there's just so much to do and you can do a lot of it, at least when I played the things that I was interested in. You could do solo. You can team up with people. Um, There's monsters to fight like there's it's it's mind blowingly, uh, I think, rich with with content. It might have changed a little bit because I think when it um, I know there were some changes and now people are like, it's pay to win. But when I played it, there was there was just a ton of stuff i can see so that keep me busy keep yeah. me very busy and this is um whatever games we choose we just magically have the platform right so i yeah. probably have a really nice pc i would get like you know my my fix of using the the mouse and the keyboard so that that stuff's fun to me
1: yeah yeah i can definitely see that um and it would be you know it it is one of those like "Quote unquote," very online games where like mm-hmm. there's a lot of interaction and teamwork and stuff. So I can see that being really attractive. Yeah. Um, my second game is Animal Crossing's Animal Crossings, Animal Crossing New Horizons. <laughs> ah. um And that one I can. So we played the ever-loving shit out of that game when it came out. Like mm-hmm. again, like uh, we said this before, but just an embarrassing number of hours <laughs> in that game in the first like month that it came out. And we didn't end up burning out. A lot of people did. But the reason I chose it is not because I still love the game. I still think it would be fun to start my own island. And it does seem stupid, right? Like you're stuck on an island. Let's play a game about being (laughs) stuck on an island. Um, But the reason I chose it is because I feel like it would be uh, other than loving it. Because, again, I do love it. And like having all the time in the world to dedicate to it, I would have a beautiful house, all the furniture, all that stuff. But more it's about having a tie to the real world because it's based on a real calendar. And so I would get to live out all of these events. I would get to live out Christmas and everything and like the weather would change. I would get to feel what that was like kind of as a reminder in this very loose kind of virtual way. And then there's all the social stuff of having people to my island symbolically um, I feel like would be really rewarding. So that game might... You know, might seem like a little bit of a surprise, but again, the fact that it's a real calendar mm-hmm. based on, like, real times and events and all that stuff, I think would be would be really, you know, nice. And I can, like, sprinkle it in with these other games, so I can binge, you know, a handful of hours of GTA and then pop back right. onto my Animal Crossing island and catch some bugs and finish the museum. And And if I ever get bored, I can just start my island over again, so... Right, really and like and
0: also that. as you're trapped on an island, playing on an island, you you have more control, or probably somewhat more control over the virtual island. Yeah. So I imagine that that could also be like satisfying and give you a sense of like progress and stuff.
1: Yeah. Or what if I got super inspired by the game and I was like, you know, oh, I'm doing all this terraforming. I'm gonna do that in real life, and I start like trying to make some hills and stuff like that. It could. And then
0: he died. It could of motivate
1: exhaustion. me. <laughs> Um, so what's your, what's your third game?
0: My third game is Warframe.
1: Wow. What the
0: hell? Okay. And again, I would want to play it on PC, not on console. Okay. Um, it, it's a third person shooter. There is again, so much content. There are so many different, um, tenos, right? Yeah. Tenos that you can play and they each have like, you know, their different abilities and perks and stuff like that. So and it, it's, um, co-op. So like you could just switch things up constantly, depending on the tenno that you wanted to play, hmm. and the the tenos that you were playing with. Um, and the other thing that's really cool is I am pretty sure that this game is still in yeah, it's still in open beta. So that you know that there's going to be more that's going to change with the game. And keep you busy. That's
1: true. Yeah. Um, I so that in a sci-fi. way, having the online capability is sort of a a. a uh, it's not really a cheat, I guess, but like all the other things, like when I chose like a console, like the yeah. Xbox One or the PS3, you know, it's up to this point because it has no online capability. So anything that happens in the future, you don't get that. But with this one, because it's online, you're going to mm-hmm. get those patches and those updates and the content updates. So that's that's really smart. Um, and And how... I mean, the only thing is, like, then you're gonna drag me into playing these games because, like, how else are we gonna communicate? So, I'm <laughs> wait, gonna are end we up both on play... our own
0: separate island somehow? Like,
1: I'm imagining it's just us, but like, <laughs> okay. if we're playing, you know, you're gonna send me an, an invite or something, and you know, that's the only way. And I'm gonna be like, oh my god, where are you? You're uh, we reported you missing, and you're gonna be like, I'm on some fucking island, and magically there's games here. I don't know, but let's play this game because it's the only way we can talk. I'm like, god damn it, I can play Black Desert <laughs> online now. <laughs> Damn
0: it. Wow. Um
1: my third game, I don't think you would mind playing with me. It's Minecraft. I'm really surprised you didn't say Minecraft, because Minecraft is one of those games that, like you said, you can kind of do what you want. You can make the game what you want. I can have my own private server. I can join online games. I can play all of like the online pre-developed or pre-created games, like a giant vampire castle. There's just so much content there, and I do understand it's very kind of simple and, and all that stuff. But it's another game that they keep updating, and there's Minecraft Dungeons and all these other features that I've played a ton of Minecraft, and I've mm-hmm. I've only scratched the surface. I know so little about it because um, I played with a
0: new Cave update,
1: right? Have, exactly, yeah. So I think all of that, the fact that it has become a platform. And there's over ten years worth of content. I just think there's, there's so much there, and kind of the same thing. If I ever wanted to, I could just wipe my server and start again. Or
0: and there's so many different challenges that you could invent for yourself. Yeah, that would keep it exciting.
1: Yeah, can I can I like part a C? <laughs> you know what I mean? Can I like you know split a C in half and make a a glass building in the middle like there's so many different things and it takes so much time to do that stuff mm-hmm. but I would have literally all the time in my lifetime all the time in the world so um, alright well our last category is a little it's... bit of an interesting one so this one <laughs> we're stuck on an island together and mm-hmm. we only get three games that are couch co-op games so we have to pick three couch co-op games we each picked our own three and then we have to decide on which three we're going to play. So we only get 3. So we're both coming into this with 3 and then we have to decide, all right, ultimately which three mm-hmm. do we want to keep? These are the only three games that we're going to be so, able to play.
0: So we have to lay out the 3 up front. Yeah. Okay. All right.
1: You want me to start this time? Go ahead. Okay. So we're uh, we're I'm um, naming all three. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mario Kart 8 is one of them, and we okay. can make a little bit of a case for each one of them. So Mario Kart 8 It's a pretty selfish one. I love Mario Kart. I don't know that you love Mario Kart all that much. Nope. Um, (laughs) Not nearly as much as I do, but uh, that's the kind of game that I can just play over and over and over and over again. Um It's just and you would hate me. So this is probably not going on the list, but but I love it. Uh there's a lot of characters. I should have thought more about that. I should have thought more about what games were you would you be. I did think a little bit, because these next two I think you'll be probably on board with. Spelunky is one of them. Okay. That's not a game that I love. I like it. But it's the type of game I mean, it's hard. Like you and I played it one time for like four hours or something and we made no no fucking progress (laughs) because you just keep getting knocked back to the beginning and so i think and the fact that it's all procedurally generated i think would make you know even if we did get very far and we did beat the game we could start over and it would be a different experience so Mm -hmm. um i think that would be it's a
0: challenge and like you have to work together so
1: yeah yeah and we can mess around and, and do stuff too uh and then the last one i think you'll probably be on board with tetris and dr mario that's a uh, game it's a combo get two games okay, yeah, both yeah. both multiplayer
0: is that not cheating that's not
1: it's it's a single game i have it i'm looking at it right here it's in my 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 um yeah but so MSNAS. is mass
0: effect legendary edition
1: but that's a collection this is a collection but <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay no, i no, guess okay. no more questions nope it's guess... fine it's fine
1: Okay, so that maybe that is. Cheating. I'm just saying. Maybe I should if have gone dude with
0: that was like don't cheat, don't cheat, don't cheat. Is the only one who's tried to cheat so well, far.
1: Well, I can't remember if if that one has combination play. Like, um, the, what's the one we played where it's like, uh, Puyo Puyo Tetris. That one oh, would okay. would count because. So let, I guess I'll just say that I I don't remember if Tetris and Doctor Mario does any combination stuff, but Puyo okay. Puyo Tetris does. So I guess I'll switch it to that. Um. I was sort of under the impression that it wasn't just like a two pack Tetris and Dr. Mario, I thought it was okay, was uh, both, but um, but yeah, so I guess I'll switch it to Puyo Puyo tetris, so
0: okay, yeah. so when I was looking at this, I forgot the keyword of couch <laughs> couch co-op because I was thinking like, well, phasmophobia. um but okay, we have to scratch that.
1: Well, I don't know, should we Maybe we I can guess that it. opens
0: things up, but you know' what let's let's stick with the couch for now, okay, so Stardew Valley.
1: Yeah, I almost put that on my list, but I thought you'd probably put it on yours. So.
0: so Stardew Valley. Minecraft.
1: Minecraft. Uh, well, yeah. you know, yep, Oh, I guess I that, should be huh? explaining.
0: Uh, we both love Stardew Valley. Minecraft is endless. <laughs> <laughs> uh, overcooked. Because I thought, I was thinking, like, we need something to mix it up a little bit. It'll be a challenge. We might end up hating each other. But if we, like, some of those maps that we just couldn't get, like, we would feel so happy if we actually beat them.
1: That's true. Is that new one overcooked something collection where it's like Um, all three games but like remastered and combined or something where it's like that one i think would count because it's not just the separate games in a package it's like they're all made into one package and it's all you know because all the levels are the same anyways but Mm -hmm.
0: um okay stardew valley has to be on there
1: yeah absolutely
0: okay so we got stardew valley i'm gonna say no to mario kart
1: <laughs> yeah i figured figured you probably would we have to
0: live on this island together yeah. so <laughs>
1: i'm gonna i'm gonna say yes to minecraft too because i already i picked it for myself anyways and i think like okay. you said there's just so much that we okay. can do with it so stardew valley
0: um, minecraft and then i i'm inclined to say um dr mario
1: um
0: uh you know oh god batter spelunky
1: yeah, Dr. Mario, I love Dr. Mario, and I could play probably hours and hours of it, but...
0: Do you think Spelunky would be better?
1: I think Spelunky would be better just because we would get so good at Tetris or Dr. Mario pretty quickly. Okay. And and it, maybe it would still be fun because we'd both be so high level, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But I feel like we could master that, and then that would be, we'd be kind of done with it. Um.
0: Whereas we suck more at Spelunky. <laughs> we
1: suck more at Spelunky, and there's just so much more... There's just so much randomness that goes on with that one. That is true. So we could master it to an extent, but then again, there would be these new elements mm-hmm. every time. So um, so are we going with Stardew Valley, Minecraft, and Spelunky? Yeah. Yeah, I think that sounds that, good.
0: That sounds nice.
1: Yeah. the only I love Overcooked, but I think... You know, we would we would get I think we would start to work together. But if there was any like irritation between us because of the living on the island and surviving and all that, I think sitting down to play Overcooked would only exacerbate. that. Yes. And then one of us would be like, what if you were the overcooked one and I (laughs) killed you and ate you? Um, Now,
0: I think that's an excellent list. Um, Before I paid attention to the whole couch thing. Can you guess what game I had on there that we could play together?
1: Well, you said Phasmophobia, which would be great. Um, mm-hmm. so before the couch thing, uh, the Old Republic, Star Wars: no. The Old Republic, no,
0: No Man's Sky,
1: No Man's Sky. That would have been a good one.
0: Exploring a universe together,
1: endless. Ex- Damn, I didn't even think about that for the online That's games.
0: Fucking rad. I mean, I feel like it would be it's its own thing solo. Yeah, and we we played it a lot <laughs> uh on our own, but I think sharing that and coming up with names for things and like oh my god look at this thing over here that that would be fun
1: and you could build stuff you can have yes. a planet you bases and shit now. right so you could have a planet in the game that's like your island and then you're like yeah. I'm gonna leave my island now and go explore the galaxy and from what I've seen it's so much easier to find people. So there's like lots of communities out there. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't have to go there. So if you're like too crowded over in that sector, people. You know, there's plenty of other systems out there that there's still no one there. So yeah, that's a really good one. I think, I don't know if I would put that on my online list, but it would be a, a, a pretty healthy fourth. You know what I mean? If, if I did replace anything, it would probably be Animal Crossing New Horizons. I still like that idea of having... Mm -hmm. access to like the calendar and holidays and like a sense of normality but that's a really good one um yeah phasmophobia would be would be lots of fun especially because they're so early it's so early there's gonna
0: be new maps and ghost types hopefully yeah and
1: And if we're getting the hardware to play it i wouldn't think that it was too cheating to say that you would also have a vr rig to play it with because that's one (laughs) <laughs> peripheral one act one way. I to would need to be it, so.
0: stuck on an island and desperate to do that. So yes. <laughs>
1: um. But yeah, that's 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 fun. So those are our desert island lists. Thank you for listening and for joining us. Yeah. Um. So you are going to be taking a break for a while. You have a lot be taking of
0: a break for a while. Uh. Just between moving and getting set up at a new place for the semester. So it'll be. It'll be a few weeks before you hear from me again.
1: Yeah, Ron's going to join us next week. Um, I'm trying to line up a special guest for the week after, probably. I Ooh. have to figure out how to record other people because um, Ron re- does his own recording. So when I can figure that out, I have an idea for a special guest. Um, so we'll have some guests here in the interim while Tab is abandoning us. Um, yep. <laughs> no, while Tab is, is doing I'm life making my stuff. my own island in no man's exactly, sky all the yeah. time. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Um, but we will definitely hear from them again. If you want to, obviously, reach out to them on Twitter at Random Mox. I'm there at Losperman. You can email us at prettypixelspodcast at gmail dot com. Send us your own Desert Island Games. Send us some ideas for games. Yeah. Uh, we'd be happy to hear them or to hear anything. Still haven't gotten any emails, but thank you again for listening. We will see you next week. Bye. Thanks for stopping by. We tag teamed it.